What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today, we're going to be talking about Astara. So, first things first, what is Astara? So, we talked about, in an earlier episode, uh, Margaret Murray and the four Sabbaths that she mentioned, right? Yes. Astara's not one of them. No. So, actually, the four that she mentioned are considered the greater Sabbaths. The others are the lesser Sabbaths. They're still part of the wheel of the year, but that's just how they're seen. And they're basically the solstices, the lesser Sabbaths, mm-hmm. and the equinoxes. So, Astara is one of those. Yes, it is spring. Which is an equinox? Yes, spring cool. equinox. And the origin, and again, I don't know if this is true, but the only origin that I know is that Astara is a Germanic goddess who brings in spring. Is that the one where her name is like E-O-S-T-R-E and it's kind of Easter? Yes. Got it. Yeah. I remember that. That's cool. From like 10 years ago. So in that sense, then it's probably bunnies and and eggs and new growth and things like that? Yes. Rebirth, growth, new opportunities. So now here's a question I have for you. Uh Uh-oh. What do bunnies and eggs have to do with Easter? In a Christian tradition. Uh, oh God, I knew this once upon a time. There is a connection? Yeah, well, there's one that they tell you. What is Easter? What is Easter? Uh, he's, he was crucified and yes. And then he's, he's yes. reborn. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's, the, the connection is supposed to be that in the same way that Jesus is reborn upon the world spring is reborn upon the world and so like the egg and the bunny because rabbits have a lot of babies they are like bringing new light into the world i guess you know it's really interesting because this is really what the christians stole from pagans i mean because that's a stretch yeah that's a real stretch okay so yeah the eggs the hair the hair symbolizing rebirth and resurrection resurrection and the egg fertility and reproduction so really what we have here is all the intentions that you placed for in bulk are now being they're coming about so what all the seeds that you planted in in bulk should be coming to fruition should be growing in astara so any ideas that you had anything anything that you wanted to put into motion that you set into motion in in bulk you should be working on in a star to start seeing, even if not the complete thing that you want it done, but at least you should be like halfway there. If Imbolc is the new moon, then this is the waxing phase where you're creating and manifesting and building off of the... Okay. So sometimes uh, when you work with the cycles of the moon, like the phases have different yeah, meanings. No, that's not why I'm looking at you like that. I'm like, why is in bulk the new moon? Because we were talking about in bulk being like the the, the midwinter, like the, the first breath of spring. It's like the first beginning of an idea. You plant the seeds, which is what I what you do on the new moon. It's about like manifesting right. and creating. Anyway, so things that you do is um, you start new beginnings, improve communication as well as anything to do with abundance. You'd want to do spells of that nature. People usually plant things, which is really hard here in the lower Hudson Valley because if you plant something in Astara, you're keeping it in the house at least until Mother's Day, which is, I don't know how Mother's Day became the weekend where people plant everything outside because sometimes it's still cold in May up here. But for the most part, by May, you can plant all your stuff outside. 
but a lot of people like to start their gardens. Um, a star is a great time to start the garden. A star would be a great time to like buy a new fake plant for your house. You know, no. A fake plant? I'm just like motioning to all the fake plants in my house. Yes. They're uh, all not real. Well, I, I mean, I guess you could. You know, because I'm remembering the first episode where I said, you do you. So I don't want to say no to any You just ideas. don't like it. Well, because if we're talking about a holiday that is so about things coming to life, your plant that's plastic is not coming. It was never alive. It's never going to be alive. It's once upon a time it was alive because once upon a time it was a dinosaur. But I see what you're saying. No fake plants. Got it. If it is something that, that means a lot to you, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say, yeah, if it's something that, if you're going to get the new fake plant, I'm really reaching now. If you're going to get the new fake plant because it's going to remind you of other new beginnings mm-hmm. and things that you want to try and you want to really have them come about, then sure, get a little fake plant. Uh, I did Google the bunnies, though. Oh, okay, so tell me this about is, bunnies. Well, it's relevant because... In- the first thing that comes up on Google is a Germanic people came to Pennsylvania and they brought the Oster hair with them. And it's an egg-laying bunny. And it became part of Easter. So yeah, I see this is this is one that Christianity kind of needs to... Hey, this is probably not yours. Yeah, this is not yours. It has nothing to do with Jesus. So Scorpio gave me a job. Right, because this is Gemini does Wicca stuff. This was the hardest thing for me to do because all right so she's vegan and there's nothing wrong with that except everything that i would do for a star has to do with eggs which i can't eat (laughs) which you can't eat and not even that you would need to eat them but i kind of feel if you're vegan why buy them anyway that's like against everything that's like you know i wouldn't do that to you the other thing is i thought about having you you know make a little herb garden you know Mm -hmm. start it but Yes, I'm aware that everything in your house is... I'll kill it. Yeah. So I thought, okay, so there goes that. (laughs) But, and here we go. I just want to give a shout out to Patty Wigington on ThoughtCo because thanks to her, and she's got a great article on things to do for a star with kids. Wow. So, yeah. So I just want to thank God for Patty and for posting this article because that's where I got the idea where you can partake in Astara and not kill a plant and not go against, and, and yeah, not go against your beliefs. As I'm a taking this as vegan. a compliment. It is. No, it is. I'm not taking it personally at no. all. No. So what is it that I gave you? Oh, I gave man. it to you already. You and did. Let's go over what it is. So I got an email and the email just opens with a list of ingredients, a cup of all purpose flour. Mm-hmm. Half a cup of salt, a fourth of a cup of clean sand, mm-hmm. as opposed to dirty sand. Well, don't get like, well, yeah, don't get like colored sand and stuff like that, you know. I didn't know colored sand was an option, so now <laughs> that's happening. Uh, one cup of used coffee grounds, uh, three-fourths of a cup of warm water, crystals or gemstones, nonstick cooking spray, and acrylic paints in your favorite colors, which means... Bright pink. Boy. They're going to be bright pink. Okay. Apparently I'm making uh, clay out of this? Yes. You're going to make eggs. So I have to mix everything together. Mm-hmm. 
make it into like a dough. Right. Put a rock in the dough. Right, in the middle. Form the dough into an egg. Yes. And then bake it. Mm -hmm. And then paint it. Yep. This is so close to what I thought she was going to have me do, but so far away at the same time. When I opened this email and saw ingredients, I was like, oh, I'm baking a cake. Cool, cool, cool. I got this. Baking a cake. Yeah. No. I'm baking a rock. Well, why would you put sand in a cake? I just looked at... You know when you look at something and you know it's a recipe? Right. Oh, this is a cake. Right. Cool. So I don't think I've ever made my own clay, which is exciting. I also... I'm deathly afraid that I'm going to burn these things. That there's just going to be, like, char marks on the clay. Or they're going to, like, disintegrate. Well, either way, it's going to be fun. Because you can document (laughs) all of this on Instagram. And we can see how it goes. Listen, even if it doesn't come out, you've given it a shot. Um, This is something... I'm going to be quite honest. I've never seen this before until I looked for something Mm -hmm. for you. I would do this. I think this is fun. For sure. No, it's going to be ridiculous. So now the only thing that I said, because this is for kids, so it's supposed to be that you make these eggs and then you put them around the house or whatever Mm -hmm. or outside and, you know, the kids would go out and they would hunt for Easter eggs. What I said was just make three. Like you don't have to go crazy. Like make a couple of eggs and then give them to people and think about what do you think they're trying to manifest since in bulk, even if they're not Wiccan. I don't know who you're giving it to. Yeah. I know I'm getting one. Yeah, definitely Scorpio's getting one. I have to figure out which rock I right. want to give you. Right, that's your whole thing. So mm-hmm. it's about, you know, going and finding the perfect crystal that you think would be good for this person, mm-hmm. putting intention into it. And I even said to you in the instructions, you know, when you paint it, you know, do whatever you think. Like, don't try to do like an Easter egg or don't try to do an Astara egg. Do whatever. You do sigils. You could put sigils on it. That'd be dope. You know what I mean? You could do whatever you want. Make it pretty. Make it beautiful. Um, And that's really what, for me, when I do stuff solitary, that's what it's all about. It's about this meditative process of whatever I'm doing for whatever holiday, of sitting down with the thing, Mm -hmm. the candle, the whatever, and putting all your energy and all your thought into it. It's so relaxing. It connects you or connects me when I do this stuff with the holiday because I'm using things or I'm working with things that are around for that season for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. So we'll see how you feel, how you connect to this. I know you love crystals. I am very excited about that. And I know you like to bake even though you're not eating this. Yeah. I, I mean, I would tell your fiance for sure. Like don't eat these. He's going to eat. Cause oh it's going to be gross. Like if he, you know. So the game plan for this is we're going to go, Rock shopping today. We're going to go to the crystal shop today. Yes. It's a great crystal shop in the lower Hudson Valley called uh, Crystals on the Rocks in Nyack. I'm obsessed with it. And I'm going to give you guys updates sort of as I go through the process. So there will be a couple of like cuts in here, maybe a little bit of music. And then you're going to hear me giving you my running commentary on finding the crystals, making the eggs, whether or not my fiance eats them accidentally. And just kind of um, me figuring out how to Astara. Yeah. I think Astara, out of all the hot, well, maybe not all the holidays, I shouldn't say that. But I think Astara is one that people love. Even if they're not Wiccan. People mm-hmm. love the idea of the first day of spring. Even if it's yeah. bitter cold. People are excited. Which I think is so awesome. Yeah, we all want to move on from winter. But I also feel it comes from someplace really deep. I was talking to somebody about 
hereditary witches versus, you know, people who don't claim to be hereditary witches. And I said, aren't we all hereditary witches? If we're going to believe Margaret Murray and we're going to believe that witches have always been here and that people have, people prehistoric, whatever people, were always in tune with the earth and the sun and the moon and all these different things, then... At our core, didn't we all have that somewhere in our DNA where somebody was praying to the moon or to the sun? Yeah. So, I don't know. I wonder if sometimes when we feel so in tune with things like the first day of spring or, you know, I mean, I think Halloween has taken on a different thing. But people get psyched for these things. And I wonder where does it really come from, the root of it, especially something like spring, because it's not tied into Easter this year. It's not that close. So people are psyched for what reason? What's going on? There's something there. There's something in us that really, you know, connects. So I think you're going to connect with a star just because. It's a fun time of year. Butterflies. Anything for this holiday? Yeah, butterflies are a thing for this holiday. Because I'm the, what you just spoke about has me thinking about this idea that butterflies migrate uh, over this lake between Canada and the United States. And... The butterflies will go halfway through the lake and then, like, go west and then start going over the lake again because they have this genetic memory of a mountain being there. Oh. There's no mountain anymore. It's a lake. But they veer off course to avoid this mountain that was there millions of years ago. That's cool. And so that idea of, like, I mean, caterpillars turn into butterflies by liquefying, so it's not like they have a brain in a chrysalis to remember this information. So it's got to be in there somewhere. It's probably genetic. Is there then a genetic component of humanity that we all recognize the first day of spring? We Mm -hmm. all recognize Halloween being kind of the transition from fall to winter. Are those so important to us as a culture, not because of what the holiday is, but because of what the seasons mean on a microscopic level i like that yeah no i think so and it's funny because butterflies are a symbol of a star because of what you just said the whole idea of the cocoon of the rebirth of coming out to something else being something else that's so cool yeah yeah but i think that's an interesting question um what is in our dna are we genetically inclined and for the people who live in brazil what's it like for them yeah i always think that's wild you know when we're getting ready for winter and you know, or we're in winter and we're all bundled up and they're in, you know, bikinis because yeah. they're sweating to death and they can't stand the summer anymore. So, but yeah, what is in our DNA? Hmm. Interesting. It's a question we can't answer right now, but one day someone will answer. And it'll we'll be answer dope. it. We're going to answer it at some point. Cool. I'll just go get a PhD in biochemistry and it's about time. we'll, you're not wrong. And we'll come back with the answers. What we are going to do is basically, I'm going to take an hour and a couple of days break, but for you guys it's going to be about 30 seconds, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you my feelings about rocks and eggs and bacon stuff. Yay! Sounds great.
What's up, witches, and welcome back. It's just me, Gemini, sitting alone on my couch, getting ready to tell you all about how baking for Astara actually went. First, let's talk about the rock shop. Scorpio and I went to Crystals on the Rocks in Nyack, New York. It is a super cute little shop in Nyack, which is a great place to like walk around and go shopping if you have a weekend. And they've always got a ton of super cute crystals, lots of tumbles and, you know, bigger stuff that I'm always eyeballing, which of course meant Scorpio needed to kind of slap my hand and be like, hey, they need to fit in an egg. I picked up a bunch of different little tumbles and I kind of waited to post them on Instagram for you guys because I wanted the podcast to come out first, but I am going to start posting pictures soon. I got Prehenite. Prehnite, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, P-R-E-H-N-I-T-E. I got some green aventurine, some rose quartz, a cute little quartz egg that's maybe an inch long. I got some jasper and some rainbow moonstone, just so I'd have a bunch of different options. As we said earlier in the podcast, I'm doing three eggs. I ended up making four, just so I would have, you know, sort of like a tester egg. And this will make a lot of sense for you guys when we start posting pictures. And I'll do a a sit and spell Sunday post directly related to this. One of the things that I wanted to tell you guys, the, the process of making the dough was, it was easy. Like the actual putting the recipe together, uh, measure, measure, mix, mix, super easy, probably took me five minutes to get everything together. And then you've got your 20 minute downtime of baking. So the whole process takes maybe half an hour. You could definitely do it with kids. It would be super easy. I would just make sure they wear gloves because it can get stuck to your hands. But finding sand is incredibly difficult. I really wasn't emotionally prepared for how hard it was going to be to find sand. I went to uh, Target because I was like, oh, you know, craft sand. They've got craft supplies. No. And then I'm like, oh, but Target has like a plant section. So I'll go to the plant section. No, no sand. Didn't want to go to Home Depot because I know they have sand, but it's in like 50 gallon or like 50 pound bags. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't need 50 pounds of sand in my apartment. So I say, oh, you know, who's definitely going to have, definitely going to have sand? Michael's. Michael's is a craft store. So I drive my ass up to Michael's and I'm like, ooh, walking down the aisles. Can't find any sand. Walk through Michael's probably four times. Can't find any sand. I'm walking through the fake flower section and there's like a vase filler jar that says fine stone granules. And I pick it up and I look at it and I'm like, this is sand. That's This is sand. I'm like, okay, I'll put it down. We'll walk around the store again. Still can't find any sand. Can't even find, like, kinetic sand. The sand that they, like, give to kids that, like, like, moon sand. It's kind of, like, a little moist so you can kind of make it into shapes. No, not even kinetic sand. I go back to the fake flower aisle. This is sand. I know it says fine stone granules, but it's definitely sand. Walk away, do another check. Still no sand. So finally I buy it because I need sand. I also bought, I didn't tell Scorpio this. I bought modeling clay that dries when it 
is in contact with air because I was like, I'm making these eggs even if I have to lie to her and use modeling clay. So I buy the, the fine stone granules, I find the, buy the modeling clay, I buy some paints, take it home. It's sand. So for those of you who want to do this and are having trouble finding small quantities of sand, you can also buy fine stone granule vase filler from Michaels. Michaels, if you want to sponsor us, send us an email, which spaceco at gmail.com. But the recipe is incredibly straightforward. You just put everything in a bowl together, slowly add about three quarters of a cup of warm water, and it becomes this really kind of gritty, chunky dough. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of kneading. I'm like, I'm rubbing my hands together kneading for like making a bread or something so it was really easy to get behind you don't actually have to mix it that much and then you just shape it into little balls uh i don't the one thing that i didn't have was this nonstick cooking spray to spray the stones so i just kind of plopped them in some olive oil and rubbed them off a little bit you put the stone in the center of your little sort of meatball of dough and roll it up and put it on a baking tray and you bake them for about 15 minutes at 350. I bake them, I probably bake them for 20 to 25 minutes, but I made them chonky. They were some large sized eggs. I made four of them. One of them I put green aventurine for my friend Jamil, who is, you know, living life really kicking ass and taking names, but definitely is looking to, he's looking to bring abundance into his life in all contexts, get more money, have a more fruitful relationship, just overall find success. So I thought green aventurine would be a really great choice for him. His egg also kind of was my tester egg, so it was the littlest. I think it was probably the right size. I'll post a picture and I'll call it, you know, baby bear because it was just right. Then I decided to make an egg for our friend Aquarius, who is coven adjacent at the moment. She's really trying to get more in touch with her spiritual side. She just got a new deck of tarot cards. She's been studying astrology. She's really interested in a lot of the things that we've been talking about. So I thought Rainbow Moonstone for her would be a really great way to get in touch with that kind of intuitive aspect because that's really the thing that she's been struggling with and moonstone of course is really connected to the moon and i always relate that back to the moon tarot card so sort of this intuition seeing through illusions understanding the liminal i also had gotten prenite prenite for her uh, because that's a stone that allows you to connect to sort of psychic abilities i like to use it instead of amethyst or even paired with fluorite instead of amethyst because I, Gemini personally, don't relate very well to amethyst. I have one amethyst stone that just like doesn't want to be in my life, basically. So I thought, you know, rainbow moonstones are really great intuitive stone. And if I decide to make another egg, I'll, I'll tuck a prenite in there for her as well. I made a an egg for Scorpio. And one of the things that I realized when I was walking through the rock shop with her is that she really doesn't need anything. 
Scorpio's kind of at the point where I feel like she's not manifesting anything at a level that the other people in my life are. It's not this sort of obvious hustle that she's working towards. It's almost hard to describe. There's this subtlety about Scorpio that I think is really impressive, and I think it's something that a lot of people that are either in the coven or, like, coven adjacent right now are really... We could all benefit from if we had that talent, that subtlety. So I got her a stone that I mentioned previously, and I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. Uh, I'd love if everybody guessed. Um, uh, when I post the eggs for our sit and spell, I'll also post a poll for you to guess which stone I gave to Scorpio. But I think that it really appropriately encapsulates what she wanted me to do for this. And then the last egg that I made is the biggest. It's the chonkiest. It is sort of... I can't wait to post a picture of it once I've it's painted because it's going to look so silly. But I had gotten a little piece of rose quartz that... I wasn't sure if I was going to use that or green aventurine for Jamil because... You know, he's also looking to have beneficial relationships, and he's been with his girlfriend for a really long time, so I'm kind of, like, trying to encourage them to take the next step, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I realized as we were doing this process and as I was undergoing this process that I really wanted to make an egg for my sister. And she, (laughs) every time I, I pull for her, in tarot, she always gets the world because she's got just all of the opportunities ahead of her. And she's really kind of living a life that I think people, me, are really jealous of. But she's also not fulfilled in that she isn't in like a long-term relationship where she would like to be. So I decided to put the rose quartz in a little egg for her and cook that one up. And I'm painting it bright pink because me. The next podcast will be our full moon episode of A Witch in Time, where we will be talking about Gerald Gardner, and we had a lot to say, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. (laughs) 